Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I have a bit of a bonus episode here. I didn't really see this one bubbling up, but well, here we are. (laughs) So here's what I can say. It would be of service to you to subscribe to the podcast so you will be the first to know whenever there is bonus content like this that pops up. Often, this usually means that this is a relevatory word. It is a relevant word. It pops up right when you need to hear it. So if you are not subscribed, you don't get notifications when a new episode is out. So that is one of the greatest benefits to you is that you will be the first to know when a new episode comes out and you can make sure to listen because like I said, usually it hits right when you need to hear it most. So take a second right now. This takes literally 30 seconds. Subscribe to the podcast, whether you are on Spotify, Apple, some other platform, however you found it, go ahead and subscribe. And if you are on Apple, I have a way to get you a free gift. So if you actually rate it five stars and write a review, send me a screenshot of that and I will send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. This is a 30-day devotional to really deepen your relationship with God. So go ahead while we're here, while we're hanging, take 60 seconds to do that. If you've listened to an episode of This Has Been Changing Your Life, don't just receive it. That means so much to me, but share the love too because it's really important that this podcast gets into the ears and into the hearts of more people so that they can truly be transformed by the renewing of their minds as well. So sharing is caring. Take a few seconds to go ahead and do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. The other thing that I want to share, this is a new month. If you are not on a prayer call or you have no idea what I'm talking about, in this community off social media. It's called Courage Co. You can find it. It is a free community. It's www.courageco.org. We have prayer calls in there every other Wednesday morning. It ends up being 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. I believe that's 6 a.m. Pacific. And we got some real ones to show up for that one. They get extra stars for showing up for that, for sure. But we do it every other Wednesday, and we had a word for sure this past Wednesday. I'm like, what day is it? But this past Wednesday, because it ended up falling on March 1st, right? New month. And the download is that this is going to be a miraculous March. It's going to be a miraculous March, right? So I recommend you actually can go back. There's replays to these. You can go back and you can re-listen to that. There were so many scripture references that were downloaded there that you can go back and reread all the notes to and reference all those scriptures. But it is going to be a miraculous March. And there is something miraculous on the horizon here. Also over at Courage Co., you can right now apply so that you can be the first to enroll in the God's Vibes Mastermind, which will open for enrollment in a couple of weeks, which is super exciting. So if you just go to www.courageco.org, you'll see a way that you can get into Courage Co. for free and get into that community and make sure that you're on all of the free things that happen in there from free challenges, masterclasses, prayer calls, so many, so many good things. But you will also see a way that you can apply to get into the God's Vibes Mastermind. In the Mastermind, essentially what it is, there are four different modules of content that are released to you one day at a time with homework for each video lesson. And you go through this 
for three months, but you get access to it for an entire year because this is the kind of content that you definitely want to unpack for a minute. And it's full of information that you can hear at one time, you'll go back through and something else will be highlighted to you. And it's really a different way of (laughs) growing spiritually is the best way I can say this. But essentially, there's a lot of principles that we teach in there, even just in the pre-work, which is a full week of content before you even dive into the mastermind, which will officially start on April 10th. But essentially, in this pre-work, you learn how to build what I call and have coined spirit-driven success, which is essentially aligning and tracking with God in every single area of your life. But you go through this pre-work just so you get a basic foundation of all of the fundamentals and the language of what we're talking about, which that alone will change your life. (laughs) The whole mastermind is worth it just for the pre-work. Then you get four different modules of content. So you really learn how to reclaim your spiritual authority, how to step into the power that you are full of, how to activate that. Then you learn how to co-labor and co-create with God, which is essentially spirit-driven success at work how to then step into royalty and really multiply your impact. We are supposed to be multiplying. That is actually what we're designed to do. And so it's really important that you are doing that in some way with your gifts, with your talents, with your abilities. Then there's also the rule and reign portion where you are taking dominion, you're taking new land, you're taking new territory. So a lot of times, for example, people will talk about generational curses, but what if you're the one that not just breaks those, but you are one that releases generational blessings? That's taking dominion, that's taking territory, and you're absolutely designed to do that. So you'll go through these different modules, and the beautiful thing about this is this can speak to you not just for your identity, This can speak to you about relationships. This can speak to you about your business. This can speak to you about your ministry, about how you parent. So many things. It's all addressed because it's a very holistic life perspective and it's all flowing, right? (laughs) With wisdom and biblical principles. So it's a combination of master life coaching. It's a combination of biblical principles, prophetic teaching, a Bible study almost, a life group, because we do actually meet for live coaching every single week. So not only do you get to unpack the content, but you get to work it out live and make sure that you get all of your questions answered. And there's also a community feed, so you can be posting different takeaways, asking questions. It is very interactive and engaging. And I didn't even get to some of the best parts. There are bonuses, okay? Like so many bonuses just for joining the mastermind. Here's what you get. You get the workbook for the entire program, which is around 220 pages. It's a solid workbook, and it's so great to be able to have that printed out, work through it, and just keep referencing that. Because again, if you get access to the mastermind for a whole year, you can basically go through it start to finish four times. All right, so you get the workbook. You get two bonus courses. You get a course called U2.0, which is truly going into every single area of your life and up-leveling these areas. It's a really powerful course. You get another course all around building a spirit-driven business because that's very different than doing business the world's way. If you are a kingdom entrepreneur, I even consider that being different than a Christian. But if you are a kingdom (laughs) entrepreneur, you build different, all right? So that course is all about that. You also get access to an entire course that is full of free challenges, 
free master classes and guest interviews. There's 12 of them. So you get a whole year worth of content, right? You get that for free. And you also get a declaration deck, which if you haven't heard of that, that was something that I believe needed to be in the world. <laughs> it's a different kind of affirmation deck if you want to view it that way. There's actually scripture on one side, and then there's a declaration of that truth on another side, because it's God's word only, right? That doesn't return void. So you get all of those bonuses. You get access to the mastermind for a year. You get the program content, and then there's also journal prompts. There's meditations, visualizations, so much goodness in there. If you have not applied to this, please go ahead and go do yourself a favor and go do that. It's www.courageco.org. You will see it there. Apply for the masterminds. We're going to start enrolling in a couple of weeks, so you'll be the first to know about that. You can make sure that your information is there so that we can start sending you information and details about how to enroll. And then we will officially start on April 10th. But if you enroll early, you can work through that pre-work and start working through that masterclass content and some of those bonuses. So it makes a lot of sense just to get in there and start getting familiar before we hit the ground running. So be sure to go do that. That will just help jumpstart your miraculous march. Now let's dive into this word, shall we? So something that came up, if you've been tracking with me for a minute, you might have heard that this happened. I wrote God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority back in 2016, published it in 2017, and it's so interesting <laughs> that I just now, literally last month, it was a February 22nd, 222, that I finally published the audiobook for God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. You can find it on Amazon. You can go get the audio version now. But I was led to record this, and it was interesting. As I was doing it, sometimes, I mean, all those years ago, you, you might not remember some of the stories and things that you put in there, especially if you're actively growing every day. But it's really interesting to be in a different position of authority and to read back a book that you wrote about reclaiming authority. Super powerful. But there was a story in there that uh, really came up this week, and I think that it's relevant and really important to break down. And this story was an interesting one. This happened to be when I was in, I would have been a sophomore in undergrad. And there was this interesting thing that you could do where you could, it was kind of like MTV Real World, if you remember that show. But literally, that's what it was. I did something called the Philadelphia Program, and there was this Philadelphia Center in Center City, Philadelphia, where you would go and you would meet, and then in a certain period of time, you were tasked to find a place to live, furnish said place, find roommates, because you likely couldn't pay for that by yourself, interview for jobs, secure a job, and also take classes and essentially do this experiential education program that you would do a, a research paper on, so to speak, that you would have to present to somebody who was there as your mentor or your guide that you would report to, right? So I am in this program. This is probably one of the most intense things that I've done. I had the option to either go study abroad or do this, and I chose to do this because <laughs> I thought it was just going to help me find my way in the world. And I don't know if at the time, if it confused me more or what happened, but it was definitely one of the hardest, probably scariest things that I've ever done, especially at that time. So 
I'm doing this prop program. I end up landing a job at a production company, a private production company. So they were a production company that would put shows on TLC or HGTV, something like that. And they were actually doing a series called Adoption Stories, which is really wild because I actually am adopted. And I was kind of like sitting in that like, God, are you doing something? This is kind of crazy. That's random, right? But anyway, I was given a lot of interesting tasks. And I just at this time found myself at this production company. I was studying journalism. I thought that I'd really want to be in journalism. (laughs) But the closer I got to journalism, I was like, "Mm, this ain't informing the public good like they say. I don't know what I'm getting into, right? Whether I was coming at radio, whether I was coming at magazine or now production, I was like, this is just not, it's not all that it's chalked up to be. It's definitely not what movies show you. This is real. All right. So I was here And I was now at a place where I was going to get evaluated for my performance. And a lot of the things that I were doing felt, hmm, what's the best way to say it? They kind of like felt thankless. I didn't really see the purpose in them. It just seemed like I was almost just like treated like an intern and they were just like passing off tasks to me. So it just wasn't a fun experience. Let's put it that way. Right. And I was really processing a lot of hard things at that particular season in my life. So there's a time where I'm meeting with my manager of of this place and now my mentor or the person that I was reporting to to do this research paper was also there for this evaluation, right? And so this lady that was my manager gives me this feedback and I'm sitting right next to my mentor. So it's me and my mentor and then across from me is my manager, right? So she's giving me this feedback and she says something to the tune of, you know, like you did a good job, but I think that, you know, whatever is in your future, it would be to your benefit if you just fake it. Like if you just like fake that you want to be here, just like fake your attitude, just like pretend that you actually want to be here. And she said something to the tune of that. Um, And so like, even if you don't like the work, just like pretend that you do was the vibe, right? So I was sitting there like, that's interesting because you never actually developed relationship. You never got to know me. You never wanted me to like do anything that was really productive or worthwhile. Do you know what I mean? Even, even after I was giving like my best attempts to, to pursue that. Right. So I remember walking out of this building (laughs) in Philly and my mentor now, he is looking me in the face. Like he doesn't even let me process that moment. And he looks me in the face and he's like, don't you ever let anyone tell you who to be or how to show up. He said, one of the most interesting things about you is that you don't say much, but when you do, you can silence an entire room. And I was like, man, like that was the first time that I felt like somebody saw something in me or that I knew that my voice was powerful because I definitely was shy. I would not speak up. I was not using my voice at all, which is kind of ironic to this day, right? But it was really interesting because he would not let me accept that that's how I would have to make my way in the world. And he knew I was vulnerable to that feedback. He knew that I was going to do whatever it takes to be successful. And if that required being fake or inauthentic, I could have taken that bait, but he wouldn't let me do it. And he also let me know, essentially, one of the most brilliant things about you is how authentic you are. Don't lose that. And he made sure that I was like in that moment and essentially rejected <laughs> her feedback so I could accept the truth. And it was so, so powerful. 
which leads us to today. I feel like it's so important because we live in a world where, and I'm going to do more episodes on this just because I feel like it's really important and I'm seeing it come up in Courage Co. quite a bit. Um, And it even is what led me to my relationship with God. But we live in a very narcissistic world. And that's a word that is just thrown around now. People didn't even know what that word meant. Now it's thrown around all the time, which can be dangerous too, but I think that's worth talking about. We live in a very self-centered world. We live in a me, mine, mine, me, I, I world, right? Where it's very cold in a way. There's not a lot of genuine connection. And this can get unhealthy, depressing, and all sorts of weird real fast. And it's not healthy. So what I want to break down is inauthenticity and authenticity because those are words too that are thrown around and we don't really think about it people are like embrace your authenticity do you or like you know there might be all these phrases that are thrown around but we don't always pause and actually receive that what that means but i think it's so so important because on the other side of you being authentic is truly everything that you want you may have heard god can't bless who you pretend to be He can only bless who he created you to be, right? Like the things that are assigned to your life, you can't access when you are being a liar, when you are being fake. You actually push them away. You prevent yourself from accessing them when you're not being who you are form-shaped and anointed to be, right? There's also a scripture that I have found that is so, so powerful. It's actually Matthew 5, 8. I mean, personally, When it comes to authenticity from a biblical perspective, I would just study the Beatitudes. That's what I would offer there. But in Matthew 5, 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When we put all of this other stuff on our heart, right? When we we dilute our focus, when we get our priorities messed up, we can't see God. We can't hear from God. We can't be led by God. We've got all this other stuff in the way. So I equate that to just picture, if you're a visual learner, picture bamboo, right? Like a big bamboo. I'm talking like Hawaii bamboo, okay? So picture bamboo and then picture all of that bamboo being your insides, right? So like when you look at the bamboo, a lot of times we're like multitasking, we're super busy, we've got these to-do lists and we've got all these worries and we've got all these stressors and we've got all these things that we're thinking about and then, right, like we're just full, right? But in order for us to really be effective, we need to be a hollow bamboo, right? We need to be a vessel of honor fit for the master's use. And we can't do that when we're full of ourselves, we're full of stress, we're full of worry, we're full of doubt, we're full of all of this like crazy thinking, right? That's not our mind being renewed at all. A lot of times it's lies and fears and all of that, right? When we're full of all that, we're really not effective, okay? And the most pure essence doesn't flow through us then either, all right? So sometimes that's helpful to think about. Now, When we are inauthentic, as I mentioned, it pushes away our desires. And that gets really, really frustrating if you've done that enough and you start to realize that and wake up to that actually being true. So if you really want real, authentic, deep, healthy love that's safe and secure, you can't get it when you're being fake. You can't. Okay, and when you think about relationships, it's like we have... 
the person we think the other person thinks we are. We have our representative that we usually show them for a period of time. Then we have who we actually are that maybe we feel like we're an imposter because we're not showing them. And then we have this person that we want to be, but we don't feel like we quite are that person. We got layers, right? And if we're not honest about that, and if we can't express that, we can't access the love that we truly crave. Or when we're not being authentic, we're willing to compromise. We're willing to, to give in to things or put up with things that are not healthy. And we might term those dysfunctional or toxic, right? We might stay in work environments, for example, that we don't have an assignment to be in anymore. I like to say when the assignment is up, I'm out right? When the grace is lifted, now it's going to become problematic because when the grace is lifted, I'm no longer going to be excellent or do excellent work because I'm going to rely on my own strength. It ain't going to be good when it's just up to me, right? So we don't do well. It is not healthy to operate out of alignment. That's essentially what being inauthentic is. And I'm going to break this down a little bit deeper. But when you think about having like a a sprain, or if you dislocate, you know, something in your body, that is uber painful, uber painful, right? And you don't function optimally from that place. And that's very much what it's like to be inauthentic, okay? So let's dive into first (laughs) what it looks like to be inauthentic, because I think the funniest thing is that When we're inauthentic, we think that people can't pick up on that, but your energy just does not lie. It just doesn't, okay? But we'll just highlight a few things so you can spot it faster and use your discernment, right? We're meant to test the spirits to know what they're of, and usually they're they're telling you, okay? So inauthentic people, generally, generally, there we go, inauthentic people generally like to show off. They have very high opinions of themselves are usually very like self-centered, self-inflated, self, self, self. They want to make sure everyone around them sees how great they are. So they might say something like, you know, these are all my trainings. This is all my educations. I went to this school. This is my degree. This is how awesome I am. They, they need you to know that, right? They view others as being beneath them which that's never fun. And people can definitely feel that for sure. They often are, if you can picture this, like the peacock of the group. Do you know what I mean? Like these big, beautiful peacocks with all their feathers. They've got to just be seen and all colorful and vibrant and like the center of attention, strutting and bragging. And they can't stand it when other people show them up or if other people challenge them, typically. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a couple of signs that you're dealing with an inauthentic person, or you might even be falling into these behaviors as well, okay? Because typically, and we're going to dive into authentic people as well, but authentic people are usually very self-aware. They avoid blaming, projecting, all of that. They, They really own their mistakes and accept their strengths and weaknesses, right? They can be humble. They can be honest. They can be vulnerable, right? And they, they show their vulnerability. They open themselves up to others and they really connect with people on a deep level. But inauthentic people, not true. <laughs> not so for them, right? So we're going to talk about that first, okay? So simply put, inauthentic people do what this lady was advising me to do. They're fake, okay? They buy into that quote that's fake it till you make it. And that that ain't it. 
That ain't it. There's many reasons why, but we're going to highlight some things about inauthentic people. Okay, so they're fake. They really start taking on these inauthentic characteristics because they feel pressured to be what they're not. Okay, they are they really believe the main motive behind this is they believe that in doing that, it's going to help them be successful. It's going to help them increase their chances of getting ahead in whatever quote unquote success looks like to them. Okay, so, you know, even in ways that this showed up in my own life when I was living inauthentically, that looked like people pleasing. It looked like really studying people intently to understand like what they wanted, what they needed, what was important to them, what really upset them to make sure that I only got positive praise from them all the time and that they were happy all the time which is a setup to be miserable, which many of us have learned. Or codependency, right? Where it's like, okay, I need this other person to like validate that I'm useful, that I'm valuable, or like they're going to validate that I'm significant if I'm useful and they appreciate what I do, okay? But that also means that like negative feedback would be soul crushing, right? So that that's typically what happens when you're inauthentic or... You know, it would also mean going into any environment and trying to really assess what that environment accepts and what it doesn't and and really morphing or being a chameleon to be accepted everywhere you go, right? To be liked by all people, which is miserable because then eventually the more you practice something like that, the more you are a chameleon, the less and less you know yourself, right? Because essentially in every attempt to be accepted by other people, you're rejecting yourself, right? Or as you're trying to fit into these places, you're abandoning self to be accepted by other people. And usually they don't even accept you because that's inauthentic, right? A lot of times you just set yourself up for rejection in trying to seek acceptance. It's wild how that happens, but it's typically what happens. So we all know that appearances are important, but inauthentic people really have lost their way and their phoniness is toxic to themselves and to those around them. So it's not just a survival mechanism anymore. Like it's like an obsession. Okay. So to help you tell the difference, because this is important in the world that we live in, especially with social media everywhere and people just presenting something, it's really important. We're going to offer a couple of things here to tell if somebody is really being genuine or if somebody is faking it. Okay. And there's a lot of telltale signs. So we're just going to cover some of those before we dive into authenticity. Okay. But generally, generally speaking, okay, again, there's outliers to all the things, but just so that you can be developing some wisdom and discernment around who you're surrounding yourself with and dealing with. All right. Generally, inauthentic people are full of themselves, full of themselves. They can talk about themselves for hours, right? They love to show off They're very like flamboyant, big personalities, charming, right? They have high opinions of themselves and they want to make sure everyone around them sees how great they are. So even on a social media feed, you can see this in a second. Like you're for sure going to see, you know, their huge house or like all these photos of their cars or all their designer clothes and bags or shoes or like whatever. Like you're going to see it. You know what I mean? Look how great I am. Look what level of success I have. They're going to make sure that you see that and they're going to show it off, right? They view others as being beneath them, right? So they're sizing you up. 
(laughs) before they even engage in conversation with you, right? They're often, like I said, the peacock of the group, the one who's strutting and bragging and who can't stand it when others show them up. And they have wrapped themselves in really this like bogus facade and they even start to believe their own lies over time, right? Because they've just sold it so much that they start to believe it. But under this carefully curated exterior, they really may be struggling with low self-esteem and they use this bloated ego and vanity to cover up all of their inadequacies and don't dare to look too deeply within themselves. Like that would feel like death, actually. It's terrifying. So an inauthentic person is really seeking to hide their flaws and build themselves up. They don't like people to question them for fear that they will discover the truth that they're also running from and trying to hide from, right? But true humility comes when you know and accept yourself, flaws and all, okay? So ego, I like to just define that. I know that there's all these psychological definitions of it. But I like just to define that in the simplest term is edging God out. So not only are you full of yourself, you are like putting a divide between you and God in in terms of your sensitivity, right? Like you're so full of yourself, God can't get in you kind of a thing. And when you cover up all of those inadequacies and you try to keep up appearances, this is what leads you to high achieving and perfectionism and all of these things. You're just trying to like show all of this to the world. You're running from accepting yourself, from being worthy, from being enough. Like you actually have these lies running and driving that behavior and they've gotten out of control. And I know for me, when I definitely was under the influence of this, I was terrified to look within because I'm like, well, if other people, you know, have betrayed me or abandoned me or rejected me or don't value me or neglect me or whatever it is, especially like from a child's point of view, if that's truly what's happening, like if all that is going on, then there must be something really bad in me that I don't want to find. So if I can just not look there and be busy, like just curating my exterior, then it's going to be fine until it's not, right? Because even though you're running from all of that, it's still in there. And it's kind of like a volcano, right? The more you like repress all that, eventually it's going to all come up. It's just going to, (laughs) right? So inauthentic people have done that for so long that it's terrifying to even think about looking within because of what they might find in there that they've rejected for so long right? If I've rejected all these aspects of myself, what if I start looking at them? What am I going to find? And rather than that, even even entertaining the thought that that could be a beautiful experience and journey of self-discovery and a journey that turns into beautiful creativity and self-expression, that's typically not what we're taught. We're taught that we don't have time for that and it's just better to like follow what everybody else is doing, right? So rather than that being a beautiful thing, usually that's a really scary thing. Okay, so inauthentic people are manipulative and judgmental, right? And usually you'll you'll see this because they very early into a relationship with you will start gossiping. And psh, if they are gossiping, you know that they're talking about you too, <laughs> right? 
It's not good to befriend a gossip. Just not good, right? Inauthentic people can be highly judgmental of others, often as a way to gain control, right? They're trying to control a narrative. An inauthentic person will constantly be trying to gain the upper hand or win the validation of others by manipulating people around them, controlling people around them and controlling narratives, right? But at the same time, they are unlikely to address any problems head on. Instead, they look for ways to make themselves appear more important and their energy is focused on building themselves up and tearing other people down. Like they literally feel good doing that in a very gross way, right? This is why they are really adept at being passive aggressive and giving backhanded compliments. Because you can feel that. You can truly feel when that is not genuine. And if they feel threatened or ignored in some way, they will do whatever it takes to move the spotlight back on themselves or deflect any negative outcomes they might encounter. Because again, they haven't been doing an inward journey at all. So they can't receive any negative feedback. So they try to get it off of them immediately and act like it didn't happen. Right. This could be like, you know, the block ministry is really strong. Like just block. I'll just pretend that that didn't happen. I'll just cut you off immediately. It's just very like irrational. Um, yes. So they, they either need positive praise so they might do something just in the same moment that they're cutting somebody off. And the next moment they're like moving on to something like really celebratory or exciting, like nothing happened. It's very, very strange. Inauthentic people don't express their emotions freely and clearly. A lot of times they can't even express them because they're not processing them. So if you're not processing them, reflecting on them, letting them reveal to you wisdom, right? Then if you're not doing that, you're not managing them either. And a lot of times you're only living in a few emotions versus the full spectrum of emotions. So for example, if you're not allowed to feel certain emotions, you try to repress those or run from those for sure. But when you suppress and run from emotions, you shut off half your life, right? Like if you're trying to avoid pain and you try to build all these walls and protect yourself, you also keep out joy and all these other beautiful things as well. So inauthentic people basically don't know how to cope with their emotions. So they don't really know how to feel them sit with them, reflect on them, let them like waves pass through them, allow them to to reveal something to them, right? Like they they can't recognize that their trigger is their responsibility. It's not other people's responsibility to tiptoe around them to make sure they're good. Like their whatever is coming up in them is their responsibility. They have an ability to respond to that, but not everybody recognizes that or practices that, right? So inauthentic people don't know how to cope with their emotions at all. So what happens instead, they're often really aggressive with other people as a way to cover up their own feelings. It's very bizarre, but they can't feel and cope. So they just get really aggressive and they just blame and put all that stuff on other people. I can't deal with it. So you're going to kind of a vibe, right? And because inauthentic people don't understand what it means to be true to themselves, they end up running away from who they really are. 
They're incapable of expressing how they truly feel because they've cut themselves off from these deeper emotions, probably, like I just mentioned, because of what they're going to find there. They're afraid of what they might find. They're not expectant of anything good. They're just afraid that it's all dark and scary and not fun at all. They might believe also that in order to get the things they want, they have to be willing to lie, cheat, and bend the rules, right? This also explains why fake people are often two-faced. They show friends one side of themselves and then talk about them behind their backs, right? This gossip. But seldom would they say those truths to a friend's face, okay? preferring instead to maintain the appearance of being nice to everybody. Not fun, right? Not fun at all. Somebody that can talk about you behind your back but can't address you to your face is not your friend. They're not even their own friend, so how could they be your friend, right? Inauthentic people aren't interested in learning from their mistakes. They're really focused on making themselves look good, so they don't have time to deal with any sort of flaw. They can't even accept that they would have one. And they aren't too worried about the actual quality of their character or trying to better themselves or become more trustworthy. Why? I can just focus on getting ahead and making sure I look good. I don't need to worry about my character. Just worry about my image or, you know, my narrative or the lies that I'm telling and all this other stuff, right? They're also liable to hold grudges against others because forgiveness would mean having the humility to see that no one is perfect, starting with themselves. So in their mind, though, they are perfect and everyone else falls short and can't meet their standards or their expectations. And this is why inauthentic people can't learn from their mistakes because they can't even admit that they have any. They have a hard time owning up to any failure or any misstep, and they're going to blame others or make excuses, okay? It will always be somebody else's fault that they failed. They will never truly learn the important lessons associated with making mistakes, and this will hold them back from true success, truly. Inauthentic people also have unrealistic perceptions and these really unrealistic expectations. This is one of the biggest reasons why fake people are often termed toxic. They are often wrapped up in materialism because in their world, the stuff that fills their life is the true reflection of how successful they are. But sadly, it's often a reflection of how empty they are and how unfulfilled and insecure they are. So they're usually more interested in collecting things that they can brag about than working to develop lasting and meaningful relationships. Having a deep connection or friendship with others would require that they are also in touch with their thoughts and feelings. So they have a hard time admitting that they can't have these deep connections because they don't even have a deep connection with themselves, all right? So because they keep things at a very surface level, they also have a very surface level view or a very limited view of the world. They focus on money and wealth. They focus on what others can do for them. And because they see things through this distorted 
lens, they make decisions and build their life based on all these flawed perceptions, and they just expect people to deal with it or put up with it. And if those people won't, they'll just replace them. Inauthentic people are attention getters and people pleasers. So they have this need to make everyone like them or at least notice them. And above all, they can't stand to be ignored. They are willing to do and say almost anything in their pursuit of approval, confirmation, or affection from others. So they're very, as you can tell from some of these examples already, they're very externally driven. There's no internal drive here at all. They may come off as needy at times, and they may have an annoying habit of constantly changing or retroactively tweaking what they say for fear that someone will take what they said the wrong way. Yet any kindness or hospitality that they show others is an act. They're very good actors, and it's likely designed to manipulate others in a broader scheme that they believe will give them a leg up in some sort of way. It's about them, always. So inauthentic people don't understand the point of selfless benevolence or philanthropy. They don't get just this genuine uh, contribution that makes zero sense to them. Inauthentic people have a hostile sense of humor, right? It's almost like this sarcastic humor. So under this like fake, eerie smile, an inauthentic person is storing up resentment and anger at those around them. Whew. And again, especially if you, you know, come across as smarter or more intelligent or more qualified or whatever that's better, quote unquote, than them you're a problem for sure. They see the world through a cynical lens because they don't trust anybody because they also don't trust themselves, right? And usually they don't have a relationship with God. Their default button is set to sarcasm and they use mockery as a way of bolstering their self-esteem. They find it easier to put others down through a harsh or sarcastic, like, wisecrack rather than employing self-deprecating humor. This hostile sense of humor may make them seem clever or shrewd, but in reality, it's masking their insecurity and anxiety. And these zingers, these one-liners that are thrown around by an inauthentic person, they're really just a diversion, and they don't want anyone to look closely at their own flaws right? If I'm uncomfortable with this, if I can't cope with this, I'm going to get it off of me as quick as possible. It's like that hot potato game. Inauthentic people lack consistency. This is literally one of the hallmarks of them. They have a lack of core values and an inability to stay on track and remain focused. They're often bouncing from one thing to the next, never really giving their all to any one thing They really spread themselves too thin by trying to do everything and be everywhere. They miss deadlines. They make excuses. They blame others. But really, it comes down to just their own lack of consistency that they won't accept. And all of this inconsistency leaves a big mess in their wake as they don't know what they stand for. You know, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. They're constantly letting themselves get bogged down in minutiae as they try to micromanage everything without recognizing what the larger goals are. Super suffocating, usually, to people around them. And inauthentic people 
finally insulate themselves in their own clique. They often take advantage of a situation through this sort of mob mentality, if you will. They look for ways of influencing their peers through the use of emotion rather than using their logic or intellectual rationale. They are happy to whip others into a fury over something, especially if it somehow benefits them. They're likely to maneuver themselves into a position of greater authority or control. And fake people, inauthentic people, insulate themselves in a clique. And these cliques often put social pressure on others to conform to their ideas, which serves to reinforce their preconceived notions. And this is because inauthentic people aren't open-minded and don't want others to question their motives or ideals. So hopefully there, you're getting a picture (laughs) of some qualities in yourself, maybe, that might be inauthentic or some people around you that are inauthentic. And it's just important for you to know, because when you can know this and you can discern this, one, you know how to pray. Two, you know where these people can fit in your life. You know, when I picture where people can fit in my life. Sometimes I just picture a house. You know, some people stay on the balcony. Some people hang out on the front porch. Some people make it to the living room. Some people are in the kitchen, right? Like some people don't make it in the house, right? But it helps you understand like where your boundaries need to be, how you need to communicate, um, where you need to assert yourself differently. Or, you know, if this is not going to be a productive partnership for you, it really helps you understand how to move differently without getting so offended or being moved by it. Like if you understand what is driving a person or how they're wired, you just learn how to manage that relationship in your life and how you engage with it versus letting that person offend you or get under your skin or take your power away, any of that, right? You just learn how to manage yourself better in relation to somebody like that, okay? So something that's really powerful, I'm going to share a couple of qualities now of an authentic person. So even if you found inauthentic qualities in yourself, you can work on developing these qualities and these characteristics, right? Because unlike inauthentic people, authentic people are really driven by renewing their minds, by growing, by maturing, by the impact and the influence they have on other people, by contributing for the highest good, right? They're really driven quite differently and they're driven from a place of usually humility, of a strong sense of identity, right? So let's talk about it. This is really helpful to know, but really in a society that we see right now, right, that is really flooded with bling and cash and ego and status, we've really lost our authenticity. And it's so tempting to just follow after whatever you view success to look like and whatever, you know, that's been presented to you. You might think success looks like that. You know, if you've only ever watched music videos, you might think that that, you know, what you see there looks like success. Or if you've only Um, ever been around doctors or lawyers in your family, you might think that that is success, for example, even though that might not even be what your purpose is or what you're driven by. These are just hypothetical scenarios, but you get the idea. So what does it mean? You might wonder this or you might ask yourself this. I've shared before that I used to be tormented by these questions growing up. Who am I? Why am I here? 
What is life about? How can I make a difference? And I know solidly that I was asking this at 10 years old because of how crazy my life up to that point had been. And it didn't look like it was getting any better. But I was like, this ain't it. And I don't know why I'm here, (laughs) who I am and how I'm going to change it. But I've got to figure this out, right? So what does it mean to be ourselves anymore, right? So many are caught up in following the crowd that they've gotten lost in that pursuit, in that search, in that seeking. They don't even know what for sometimes, right? So how can any type of true success come from just chasing after that, right? And if we're just following after this, followers in general are lost to their authenticity and are chasers of status and wealth, right? And we're not meant to be imitators of anybody but God. Followers are often competitive, they're insecure, and they're consistently positioning and provoking to one-up each other. And this standout success we all admire is often not in the crowd, right? Those that really stand out aren't chasing cash or being cool, right? It doesn't mean that they don't love nice things or indulge in them. It means they approach success from a totally different state, okay? So here are some of the things that authentic people do, some qualities of authentic people that you will see. One, they will self-reflect, okay? So rather than this sort of like blame shift or this projection because you can't cope, you can't look within, those that are authentic will look within. They will self-reflect, okay? So authenticity in general cannot be reached if you are only looking outside of yourself and obsessing over ways to live in all of these, you know, narcissistic traps that are out there. To be authentic, unique, and individual, you have to know who and what you are, which comes through self-reflection. So if people have ever asked you, like, do you journal? (laughs) Usually they're prompting you to start looking within, to start thinking about what you're thinking about, to start writing out what is on your heart, what is on your mind, like what is happening in your soul? Like what is going on inside of you, right? So usually through journaling, that's where you start accessing that in a very real way. Because when you're journaling, you have to be present in the moment. You have to think about what you're thinking about. You're writing something intently on a piece of paper. You're starting to recognize maybe things that you haven't even identified or even said out loud before, but you're getting out of you what is in you, okay? So how can you really know who you are if you're just following everybody else and you have no self-reflection process, right? You're just full of following everybody else. You're not full of anything else to compare to. But what self-reflection does is it puts you in a state of personal harmony, right? It's really in these times of prayer, of self-reflection, where you encounter the supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding that you can't get when you're chasing all the stuff, right? And when you experience that, your anxiety goes away and you gradually start to experience less and less anxiety in your life because when you practice that stillness, that stillness can come with you and it can be something that you count on even in chaotic moments. So you aren't worried about another person's position because you're confident enough to focus on your own. 
That's a big one. And you have nothing to hide, which allows you a freedom to be yourself that followers do not experience. Okay, authentic people have a healthy ego. So they're not edging God out, right? They're actually like inviting God in. So you can just think about this in your own life. Every tendency that you have to push God away or to not invite him in or to lean on your own understanding or to push or to control or to try to make it happen, you know, that's when you actually invite God in. That's when you pray. That's when you pause. That's when you get still. You like try to keep God intimately a part of everything that you think, say, and do. And authenticity comes from your heart, okay? So a lot of times we're living inauthentically. We're just living from our head only. We're not even accessing our heart. We're kind of living from like the neck up, right? Which is why it's it's why if you're on the receiving end of that, it can feel so cold, right? Because you're not getting somebody that's operating from their heart at all. They're just all up in their head. In life, right, authentic people are always leading from their heart. There's nothing deep about being superficially better than others or having more success or money because all of that status is temporary and subjective. So in the word, it always says build for eternal things. I was talking about this earlier in our mastermind, actually, about how it's really interesting. We get so caught up in the world about like building for the earth, you know, and like having the houses, the cars, like all the things that you could build here, right? But it's like, Truly, the eternal things are what you are depositing into other people. So when you're building towards the eternal things, are you growing in your love? Are you growing in maturity in your ability to love well? Right? Are you depositing love and joy and encouragement and hope into other people? right? What are you depositing and contributing into the lives of other people? That is so, so huge, but often we're not building for those things at all. And when you're authentic, you have a really healthy relationship with ego. You can see your tendencies to edge God out, let's say, and you can start shifting those because you're aware of them. And you're not really moved by your insecurities. Again, when you're reflecting, you start becoming aware of your weaknesses and you can accept those and you can turn your weaknesses over to God and allow him to give you his strength. There's a divine exchange that happens, right? We give God all of our weakness. He gives us all of his strength, right? We give God all of our insecurity. He gives us all of his confidence, We give God our doubt. He gives us a measure of faith, right? Like everything we're not, we can give to him and he gives us everything that he is. Okay, but when you're reflecting, you become more aware of where you're just relying on yourself and not trusting him at all. And to be a great leader of anyone or anything, right? So even if you have this desire to launch a business or you're running a business now, to be a great leader of anyone or anything, you have to dig deep and lead with courage and practice empathy. You have to. Like if you are, you know, overseeing people in any sort of way, that is imperative if you really want to be effective. You have to be secure enough in yourself that you are able to lead while considering the ideas and feelings of other people. It ain't just about you. And when somebody is 
ego-based or disingenuous. They're always focused on themselves, the short term and what they want and how they can manipulate to get what they want right now. Not fun, right? And they tend to be reactive and run their mouths to get results. They want things now in an effort to get them before other people. And they're very agenda-oriented. It's all about them. But when you're living authentically, you have no time to waste emotion on temporary, sometimes like really unnecessary setbacks, right? The focus for you is always on long-term and on what possibilities that patience and hard work will garner when you continue to press forward, even when you're uncomfortable. So you're very relationship-oriented, And the authentic leader knows certain battles must be lost to win the war, right? So it's like learning to pick your battles. Like, is this going to matter a year from now? Then why are you going to give it so much airtime right now? Is this going to matter tomorrow, right? Like, is this worth giving your time, your energy, your attention, your resource to, right? Is it or not? And it's learning how to manage yourself well. Authentic people have good character, right? You can't be authentic without first possessing a strong sense of character. They're actively developing that too, right? When they're in touch with their weaknesses, they can see areas for improvement. And that's not something that is negative. Like they actually really desire to receive feedback in love, right? And this means that you do not say things you don't mean, promises are not made that you can't keep, and you stay in a place of integrity in all of your dealings and in all of your work. You're not going for perfectionism, you're going for excellence. And the reason that people trust authentic people is because they keep their word, they're not emotionally um, kind of spastic or chaotic, right? They and and people can really sense they can trust that this person is going to be who they say they're going to be with a sense of consistency. Like they know they're going to be reliable, that this person is safe, right? Who they say they are matches their behavior. Who they are in one environment is who they are in every environment, right? When they, you know, show up or something goes wrong and they manage it well, and they're accountable to it, like they're showing you that they're reliable, that they're accountable, that they can be trusted, that they're solid, that they're stable, no matter what happens, right? So when you're authentic, you don't take yourself too seriously, and you're able to laugh at yourself too, right? So when things go wrong, not only is this person accountable, but it's not the end of the world, and they're already onto the solution. They're not like over... um, thinking or overanalyzing about the problem to some degree and making it this big dramatic event, right? Lightheartedness is actually indicative of your state of inner wholeness, right? So when somebody is really joyful and lighthearted, right? You can just feel that. Their presence is, is really revealing that to you. Usually that's demonstrating inner wholeness, okay? Because on the contrary, you know, other people could be like really anxious or stressed out or making excuses and all over the place. Like it's very, very different. Those who follow the pack are always anxious because at any moment, right, that could really steal their attention. Like attention could be shifted off of them or like something could happen that makes them really uncomfortable. Authentic people have a clear vision, right? Knowing who and what you are naturally makes you visionary. 
right? If you think about it this way, when you know that you are a child of God, when you know that you're made in the image and likeness of your creator, you're creative, you're visionary, because that's just who he is. And you are just literally an expression of him in the world. So because you're deeply connected to God, to yourself, you're open and you're more innovative, right? You're more aware of these promptings, the still small voice, these ideas, and you don't just dismiss them, you actually respond to them. And you've been visionary in the creating of yourself. And this really allows you to bring that skill into all aspects of your life and especially business. So wild. So a lot of times we don't think that personal development and spiritual growth, I really believe all growth is spiritual, but we don't think that going within is going to be of any benefit to us. But the opposite is true. It changes everything. It makes you more effective in everything that you're doing. Okay. So I was just talking earlier that a lot of times some of the best strategies and ideas come from me being able to connect with God, being still going against sort of like my human nature. Do you know what I mean? Like this old programming of being like high achieving and doing and all the things like usually when I'm in the opposite, when I'm not trying hard, when I'm not forcing, when I'm not pushing, the ideas come, the strategies come and I can just execute and just walk those out. And that's a very different way to operate. So when you are on the journey of actively discovering yourself right? And expressing more of who that is and actively being a creator of your reality versus a victim, you think with vision, which always adds value to the people that you interact with. And you're able to help others realize their higher goals, whether those are personal or professional. And you push yourself and those around you to consistently raise the bar for excellence Self-development is really a pinnacle in your life and you insist others delve into themselves in the same way in order to rise above the pack. Authentic people you'll find also listen. These are like your empathetic listeners too. They'll, they'll listen not to get a word in. They'll listen and be fully present. They're not going to be on their phone. They're not going to be distracted like they are with you. They can hold space for you, if you will. But when you're authentic... You experience fewer of these emotional threats, if you will, to your ego, like an inauthentic person might experience, which makes you a good listener because you're not distracted by all that other stuff. So even when somebody else contradicts your view, maybe that's not the end of the world. It's not like an ego attack for you. And you're more willing to consider other people's ideas or contradictory opinions with an open mind and change your opinion if the argument makes sense, right? But you would definitely not do that if you were inauthentic. And when you're a listener, you're also a learner. As a genuine person, you thirst for the truth. And when you are dedicated to the whole truth in any given moment, you really live life in touch with your deepest and most profound inner parts, which allows you to be the full expression of who you are. A lot of times, again, we're shut off from our soul completely. And your soul is made up of your mind and your your will, your self-control and your emotions, right? And so when you're shut off from that, you're shut off from like you fully expressing yourself, you know? And this is what truly authenticity is all about. It's about expressing yourself well, right? Can you, the purity that is in you, can you access that and can you express that? 
Interesting thought, right? Authentic people are also transparent. And it's like so refreshing, actually, how transparent they are. Open communication is woven into the fabric of authenticity. And really authentic people are secure in who they are and combine honesty with empathy, which more often than not brings success, right? There's just this uncanny, attractive quality that comes through. Authentic people never leave anyone guessing or hurting because they're transparent. So they'll always aim to build understanding, but they'll do it from a place of ownership too. There's no blame here. They're just saying, hey, when this happened, it actually brought up this in me. I'm really sorry I responded that way and I'm aware of that now, but I just wanted to help you understand that this is where I'm coming from. It, it wasn't about you at all and I'll be more aware and do this next time, right? But it, it creates like this trust again, like, oh, like that was weird. I'm not really sure why you showed up like that. But rather than you even having to say that, usually authentic people can articulate that to you first and make sure that there's like that stability or that safety in that relationship. They never leave anyone second guessing or hurting. And they're able to appreciate themselves, all of their flaws, everything, right? They really practice self-acceptance, self-soothing, right? Like having their own back, being present with themselves without making that good, bad, right or wrong. And that really makes them confident and secure and safe. It doesn't make them cocky and conceited and super insecure. It does the opposite, right? The more you can accept yourself, flaws and all, the more you can just be you in any environment because you're not threatened and you're not living in this like self-protection all the time, right? When you are free to be who you are because you give yourself permission to do that because you've really been cultivating relationship with God, with you, right? That really enables you to show up into any environment and be who you are no matter what and let other people just adjust, right? You can do that when you're practicing authentic relationship with yourself, right? Followers, for example, are these inauthentic people are always defensive, they're always sensitive to criticism, they're easily threatened and offended, and they're determined to win others over to their point of view. And this is the marker of their insecure self-concept. But when you're truly self-confident, right, you exude a sense of inner worth, assurance, and composure. You don't just lose your mind when something doesn't go your way. You don't just like vent out all your emotions and react to things in life. You actually can be responsible for them, right? And and have and, and exhibit emotional intelligence, right? And you're unashamed of your mistakes and don't hide your weakness. You have the courage to be who you really are in any situation. And when you know who you are, you don't hold on to these judgmental attitudes towards others either. As you evaluate the thoughts and opinions that others hold, even those you don't agree with, you still place them under an umbrella of respect, right? All people are worthy of honor, right? All people are worthy because they are. They're God's children, right? They're just worthy. Everybody is worthy of honor and respect, right? And you don't really read into that beyond that, right? You don't live striving to push others below you. You are really consistent in who you are. 
and you have no need to satisfy somebody else's criteria to feel good about yourself. And this solid foundation is what makes you consistent. And it's also what makes you so generous in your assessments of the worth of other people. You aren't fickle and you stick to your principles and you're not easily swayed by all these superficialities that are out in the world. Authentic people are team-oriented, and being team-oriented really sets you apart from other people because these authentic people will build successful teams and give credit where it's due and share success and achievements with the team. They really possess a healthy flexibility and the kind that is free from resentment and abuse, and it makes them very unselfish. They love their team because they're inwardly secure and so sure of who they are that any change that that needs to be made, they'll make it for the benefit of the team because it's a no-brainer. Whereas, right, like followers, on the other hand, are, you know, these inauthentic, selfish, insecure, out-of-sync people that really get defensive and angry when confronted for the need for change. They literally can't even accept that something would be wrong, Right. And they kill the team cohesion by highlighting their inability to blend well. And success in life really requires, you probably notice at this point, constant adaptation. So those who master this skill are headed towards success and contentment. And lastly, authentic people draw upon experience. So as they strive to live from a genuine place, they increase the likelihood of being able to live in the present. They've learned to live in more thorough and thoughtful ways and create less guilt because their responsibilities come first and leisure second. And they really draw upon experience to work wisely through each new challenge they face on the road to success, which makes them more confident and more resilient, right? They're more able to handle whatever hardships their future holds. And there is no better teacher than life, right? The leadership skills you possess really are powerful for you and authentic people use these skills to evolve, right? They use these real world experience to get lessons, to get skills, to get stories, to get tools, to get so much wisdom to support them in daring greatly in life, okay? So it's expensive to choose either option, honestly, right? It it costs you everything to be inauthentic and it's uncomfortable and will cost you everything to be authentic as well. You just have to choose which one is worth it. When you know that, inauthenticity, sure, it might be the world's way and it might be widely accepted and it might give you the impression that you're getting ahead. It's not. Like if you're gaining the world and losing your soul, are you really getting ahead, right? Are you really contributing? Are you really walking out what God has purposed and planned for your life? Like I always think too, like when it comes to authenticity, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, Yeah, you could have done all this, but you were focused on all this and you missed it. You know, like I don't want to get to that place. I want to make sure that I'm not living and striving and trying to get all these things, but I'm actually getting out of the way and allow God to use me for what he purposed and designed me for, right? And that's far greater than you can dare ask, think, or imagine. And so when you're authentic, yeah, it's 
it's a different journey. It is countercultural, but that's the way the kingdom operates. But there's a gold mine inside of you, and there's every tool, every skill, every ability, every idea, every strategy, everything that God wants to reveal, his glory that he wants to reveal in and through you is inside of you. It's not just like this darkness or this discomfort, right? There might be parts of you that are hard to sit with. But when you put those in the hands of God, there's nothing he can't transform in your life. And when you can access peace and contentment in yourself, you can become a safe person. You can be home no matter where you are. You can build safety within yourself. You can be a secure human. And that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give to anybody you encounter is being a safe human right? And even when you're dealing with hard things, you can still express those well, which still makes you a reliable and trustworthy human and a real human, a powerful human, right? We think that vulnerability makes us weak, but it actually reveals so much strength and it's your uniqueness. So I just want to offer today, now that you hear some qualities of inauthentic people and some qualities of authentic people, What might inauthenticity be costing you? What is that costing you? And if you were willing to go on this journey to start discovering yourself, to start developing your relationship with God so you can truly really know yourself and encounter love and be more loving in the world, right? And really be about his business and his good plans and purposes for your life, right? If you want to access everything that he laid out for you, right? If you want to really run with endurance after what he's put in your heart, these desires that he put in your heart, what might that look like if you decided to commit yourself to being authentic and becoming more and more authentic, expressing more and more of who you actually are every day, right? Which one do you really want to get good at? Do you want to get really good at being inauthentic or do you want to get really good at being authentic? How would your life be different depending on what you choose? We get the gift of being authentic, of being free indeed in the world. And we get to access that every day. And we get to express that in fresh ways every day. His mercies are new every day. And when you partner with God, it becomes this beautiful unfolding and evolution. It's not just hard and scary, right? It's different for sure. But it's one of the most beautiful, fulfilling, life-giving ways to live. And it's such a blessing for everyone, like I said, that you encounter. And what you get to create and what you get to access is something beyond what you can even ask for or imagine, truly. So I just want to invite you to think about that today. Are there qualities here that you want to start practicing? Are there things that you want to stop practicing? Are there areas that you want to invite God into your life to bring more wholeness, to bring more freedom? How might your life be differently if you chose that? It's a gift to be authentic. You are put here to be unique. You are God's masterpiece. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. And every good and perfect gift comes from above. It doesn't come from being inauthentic. It doesn't come from lying, cheating, following. God has a whole path for you to pioneer and for you to walk out. And he's going to lead you one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. You just have to be willing and obedient.
But that path will be radical (laughs) in the best ways, and it's available to you. So I just invite you to think about that today. And if this message blessed you and challenged you, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. I would love it if you would rate it five stars and leave a review. If you do that, I will send you also a free gift, the God's Vibes Matter devotional, a 30-day journey of growing intimately with him. That's a great thing to get at the start of a new month as well. So I'd love for you to do that. Thank you. Thank you in advance. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. 
you will become an example of what's possible with God.